0: Yeah, hold on, (laughs) hold on uh, to your seats, batten down the hatches, because I think it's a good thing. Uh, On the other side of the crisis, it's gonna be much better, I would say, Uh, even though for the great majority of people, the people who watch the mainstream media, the people who believe everything they're told by the powers that be, they're gonna think it's the end of the world, but I I think it's gonna be uh, new beginnings. Thursday, May 11th, 2023, Maneco 64, Home of Alternative Economics, and Contrarian Views. It feels like all the details and things like the Fed is going to pause rate hikes during the summer, um, CPI. Yeah, all the details are irrelevant right now. And why do I say that? Well, I think we are in historic times. Uh, We have a 234-year experiment hanging in the balance. (laughs) Yes, that's what we're going to look at today. Yes, (laughs) Rudy has settled down. I've been trying to uh, get him to settle down on the sofa. And uh, that's good. He's uh, following in uh, Billy's footsteps. Uh, So what's this? 234-year experiment. Well, it's the first uh, Congress of the United States. It's when uh, the Constitution of the United States was finally put into practice. And that was on March 4th, 1789. Yes. (laughs) And it started in New York City at Federal Hall. So, uh, I know a lot of you in the States know about this, but uh, I just thought I would refresh you. This is an experiment that has been going on for 234 years, and it has been fairly smooth. Yes, there have been uh, some crises uh, along the way, like the Civil War in 1861, 1865, where um, the Union actually broke up. Uh, the United States broke up and they were able to put it back together. Whether that was good or bad is for for another, uh, maybe another video. But uh, I also wanted to uh, refer you to something called uh, the Strauss-Howe Generational Theory. And these two... Uh, Man, uh, they, they wrote a book called The Fourth Turning and I highly recommend it. So this is what, uh, Wikipedia says here. The Strauss-How generational theory devised by William Strauss and Neil Howe describes a theorized re- recurring generational cycle in American history and Western history. So, A little further on the 4th turning, it says here, Strauss and Howe laid the groundwork for their theory uh, in their book, Generations, the History of America's Future, 1584 to 2069, which discusses the history of the United States as a series of generational biographies uh, going back to 1584. In their book, The 4th Turning, uh, 1997, and I first heard of this book, over 20 years ago, one of my clients in the States told me about this book, The Fourth Turning*. It says the authors expanded the theory to focus on a fourfold cycle of generational types uh, and recurring mood eras to describe the history of the United States, including uh, the 13 colonies and their British antecedents. However, the authors have also examined generational trends elsewhere in the world, so uh, I'm going to put a link to, uh, to this Wikipedia piece on, on the fourth turning and the generational theory. Suffice it to say, uh, basically, uh, they count generations in around 20 years. Every 20 years, there's a new generation. And uh, they called the, the final uh, turning of what they call the millennial seculum. And this has lasted 77 years already. They call it from 2008, uh, and we're in the 15th year. So uh, usually in these fourth turnings, there are major events, like uh, back in the uh, Revolutionary Seculum, uh, when the U.S. had its revolution. Uh, The fourth turning was from 1773 to 1794, and during the Civil War seculum, the fourth turning was between, uh, yeah, from like around the mid-1840s to the mid-1860s with the end of the Civil War. And then you had the Great Power seculum, and the fourth turning was during the Great Depression and, and World War Two. This uh, fourth turning has been called the Great Recession, COVID-19 pandemic, and the russo-ukrainian war so there's still a, a lot that could happen in the next three to five years i would say and that's why uh, i i think it's really uh important to look at the bigger picture and uh and i think this is why things look so unsettled there's so much uh not just political instability and and division uh there's uh economic troubles there's a lot of debt there's inflation there's uh wars proxy wars or yeah whatever you want to call it and and that's why i think uh what's happening in the next few couple of weeks actually could be pretty historic and it could put an end to the uh, united states experiment that started really on march uh march 4th as i said um 1789 with the first congress of the united states so yes we're now in the 117th congress and could they bring down uh the experiment that the united states has been and it's uh hasn't been just an experiment for the u.s but for the whole world there has uh, of course been uh, good and bad from this experiment but one thing i would say is that uh yeah, it's the bottom <laughs> in terms of uh, chaos, mayhem, wars, and after that, things get better. That That's one, one positive, I, I would say, looking at, at what happened after those fourth turnings. So what makes me think uh, that it's hanging in the balance? Well, there seems to be very little uh, will for negotiation between... Uh, Congress and the administration (laughs) and even uh, Donald Trump yesterday, uh, according to the FT, uh, it says here, Trump calls for U.S. debt default in absence of massive spending cuts. Former President Piles pressure on Republicans in, in borrowing limit fight during town hall appearance. Just quickly go through the beginning of this article. Uh, Donald Trump urged Republican lawmakers to let the U.S. default on its debt unless Democrats capitulate to demands for massive spending cuts, a significant intervention by the former president as Washington contends with a looming fiscal crisis. So yeah, I I think it's getting serious and there will be a a lot of uncertainty. What will happen to, to the markets? It's very difficult to say and it's Uh, Ironic as well that uh, the Federal Hall is, uh, well, located on uh, Wall Street here, uh, just uh, (laughs) beside the New York Stock Exchange, as you can see. So, the other thing that uh, happens in these fourth turnings, of course, aside from economic uh, troubles, inflation, debt, and also war, is political uh, political instability, and we're seeing things that we've never seen before. And, of course, the mainstream media is going to try to uh, avoid talking about it, but uh, I can't help talk about RFK uh, Jr., the fact that he's running for president. Uh, I don't think people should ignore that, even though the mainstream will call him uh, every name under the sun. But (laughs) he's coming out with some uh, truths I think, in my opinion, that is going to rip the mask off the deep state, so to speak. The uh, apocalypse, that's what it is, the unmasking uh, of the system. And I think this could all be related. Uh, I listened to one of his interviews over three years ago uh, with, uh, I'll put the uh, link to it up in the description, uh, up in the cards, uh, YouTube, where he talks about the CIA and the assassination of his uncle and his father, actually. So I'll leave it at that. But with that as well, I've been looking into this matter for many, many years, or even decades. And I have a couple of books that I recommend, not only about the JFK assassination, but the CIA and what it does. So this is one that I highly recommend, The Secret Secret Team by... L. Fletcher Prouty. It's about, well, it says here, the CIA and its allies in control of the United States and the world. So, could the fourth turning, whatever (laughs) uh, way it ends, could it be the death knell for institutions like the CIA, the deep state mentality? Well, It could very well be, and a default of the U.S. could help accelerate that, I would say. And the other book, before I forget, is this one here, JFK and the Unspeakable and Why He Died and Why It Matters by James W. Douglas. There you go. That's a very good one, too. That's why I said in the beginning as well that uh, a lot of the, the details are... Almost like irrelevant right now. Like I, I, I saw this story um, that came out yesterday, I think, or overnight in the Wall Street Journal, and this is from the uh, the Fed whisper, Nick Thierry, Timmy Rouse, and he says why the April inflation report reinforces the Fed's plan to pause. Uh, summer break appears likely as officials monitor effects of banking stress. So I, I thought the banks made load, loads of profits in the first quarter; they they're okay. Uh, so that's out there. But this would become uh, highly irrelevant if there's a default. And uh, I would say that not only would the the CIA be uh, existence be in question, but also uh, the Federal Reserve's uh, existence. And the Federal Reserve, of course, uh, is a central bank. And the United States has always had... Yeah, and the Founding Fathers, they never, most of them didn't really like central banks, especially uh, Jefferson, I would say, and also a bit later, uh, Andrew Jackson. So... That would be something that uh, would feel very uh, chaotic for most people who don't understand uh, the uh, parasitic nature uh, of central banks and the fact that they control the currency. And they have been controlling it for 110 years. So uh, I think for those of us who know what's happening, if there is total chaos and a default, um, Yeah, hold on, hold on uh, to your seats, batten down the hatches, because I think it's a good thing. Uh, On the other side of the crisis, it's going to be much better, I would say, Uh, even though for the great majority of people, the people who watch the mainstream media, the people who believe everything they're told by the powers that be, they're going to think it's the end of the world. But I I think it's going to be... new beginnings so there you go uh some people think i'm always negative but i'm actually positive about what's going on and uh i'm happy that uh rudy is uh kept quiet as well he's gonna get a treat afterwards so let's look at the markets this morning it's 8:38 a.m and like i said um Difficult to say what's going to happen if there is a default of the United States. It won't only affect the United States, it will affect the whole world. Uh, I guess we could uh, say that it's, uh, it could be similar to what happened at the outbreak of World War I in 1914. I think even the, the New, York, New York Stock Exchange closed for a few months. Um, what's going to happen now, I don't know. Maybe uh, nothing will happen in terms of the markets. People will keep trading, but I, I, I don't see it. Because if the U.S. defaults, uh, the uh, the currency that is at the base of the whole global financial system is no more. So just, just think about that. <laughs> and uh, to be honest, I've never been in this uh, environment. I, I guess you have to go back to... Well, maybe 234 years ago. And uh, yeah, n- none of us were were there back then. So anyway, we've got spot gold at 2026. It's down about $4. High has been 2036. And the low 2021. Uh, silver has been uh, uh, hammered this morning here. Uh, we got down below 25 low at 24.95 and I noticed uh, on the chart it the you know this the slam came around uh, 7 a.m. London 8 8 a.m. European time and I think that's when the bankers in Europe come in so I wouldn't be surprised if they smash the uh, the futures the COMEX futures COMEX futures of course you can trade them uh, in London uh, through your broker, through JP Morgan or whoever. But right now, silver is at 25.05. It's down 34 cents or 1.35%. Not sure <laughs> what has made silver go down so much. Anyway, uh, the Dow futures is up 68 points. NASDAQ is up 31. SP is up 14. And one thing that is. Uh, interesting is that They're talking about the Fed pausing the Fed raised rates from near zero to five and a quarter now and Despite that we still have a huge stock market bubble So the way I see it they they haven't really uh, done anything to contain the inflation, but uh, then again, uh, most people don't seem to understand what inflation really is so Let's continue to the currencies now. Uh, We've got sterling uh, down a third at 125.80. Yeah, and we got the Bank of England today. They're they're expected to raise rates to 4.5%. It's been telegraphed. So don't expect much in terms of market reaction, maybe except for some comments that they make at their press conference. And in terms of press conference, I contacted the Bank of England over a month ago about I forgot exactly uh, about exactly what it was. I contacted their press office. And they even asked me, oh, would you like to uh, maybe uh, come to uh, the press conference for the next meeting? I said, yes, I'd love to. Uh, and I told them about my YouTube channel and, and I gave them my email and I never heard back from them. So uh, I guess they don't want to uh, have. Difficult questions uh, for Andrew Bailey at the press conference. It would have been interesting Uh, The euro is down almost half a percent at 109.32 So a dollar is a little stronger here this morning Maybe that's why silver has come off, but gold actually is holding quite well Uh, Dollars unchanged versus the yen 134.50 Uh, The dollar is uh, unchanged versus the U1, 694.40. Let's check out the uh, ruble. Well, the dollar is down another percent at 75.50. So uh, I hadn't covered the ruble for a while until a few weeks ago. And when I started covering it again, the dollar was at 82. So the dollar has come off quite a bit versus the ruble in the last few weeks. Uh, To the other currencies here, Rudy's getting a little bit uh, restless. Uh, Aussie dollar is down two-thirds of a percent, 67.36. Dollar's up a quarter versus the Canadian dollar, one thirty-four oh five, And the Kiwi dollar is down half a percent, 63.39. Quickly uh, to the commodities, WTI crude is up uh, three-quarters of a percent at 73. Uh, Brent crude is up two-thirds of a percent, 76.80. Uh, platinum is down $11 at 11.07, 11, uh, 1,107. High-grade copper is down uh, one and three-quarter percent uh, at 3.77. So copper getting hit hard here. That's a bad signal in terms of what people think of the economy, or could it be that the markets expect a a default uh, of the biggest country in the world, uh, the country that really controls the major reserve currency? Who knows? Um, Let's quickly look at uh, the bond market here. The U.S. Treasury market. What have we got? Well, we've got uh, the one-month T-bill actually uh, up 18 basis points. It's at 570 right now. That's to do with the possibility uh, of a debt default by the Treasury, of course. We've got the two-year up uh, two basis points at 392 and the 10-year uh, basically unchanged at uh 343, so the, the curve is massively inverted. Um, I, I already think uh, we've been in a recession ever since the 08 crisis, so it doesn't really matter if we're in a recession or not because it's all been... Um, yeah, they've been putting lipstick on uh, on the pig, not just in the U.S., but in the U.K., and how do they do that? Through government deficit spending that adds adds to the, um, to the GDP calculation. So with that, I'm going to wish you all a, a very good day. Take care. Bye.